to listen to what uh, the doctors are saying. We need to honor uh, what experts are saying about uh, social distancing and um, practice those good health habits that will keep us safe. I know that's particularly controversial right now in light of uh, churches meeting. You know, people, I think, want to go ahead and meet as churches and as if that's sort of a, a, a faith stance. And uh, my encouragement is to find other ways to connect with other believers at this time, just out of a way of loving your neighbor, um, that if we're going to love our neighbor, we really need to um, practice good social distancing. Welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and boy, the news is so fluid on this COVID-19, and things change constantly. I mean, by the hour, we at Bot Radio Network know that our hope, of course, is in Jesus Christ as followers of Him. We want to put things in perspective, maybe take a breath. <laughs> maybe we need to take a breath right now, casting our anxiety upon Him because He so greatly cares for us. This afternoon, we're putting this show together kind of on the fly, and so uh, we've got a lot of information we want to share with you, some of the effects of COVID-19 in our community and also around the world. I have on the phone right now Jim Schultz. Jim is the Chief Spiritual Health Advisor with Christ Community Health Services. He's been on Mid-South Viewpoint in the past, but Jim, I don't think we've ever talked about COVID-19, have we? No, I think probably before a couple of months ago, I'd never even heard of it. I think that would be the case for most all of us that are listening to the show today. And I know that Christ Community Health Services is engaging the issue. As you guys do ongoing, Jim, you've been doing for many, over 25, how many years now serving our community? Yeah, Christ Community Health Services has been around for 25 years now. I thought it was about 25 years do an incredible job providing all kinds of medical services, physical, spiritual, mental. I mean, you're holistic in ministry. Yeah, yeah. We offer primary care, so stuff you'd see your family physician for. We see, uh, we do dental, we do pharmacy, we do behavioral health. Of course, we are infusing spiritual care into everything that we do. But then in addition to that, we are... Um, we do refugee care. Pretty much every refugee that comes to Memphis goes through us. Um, pediatric care, OBGYN, prenatal care, diabetes, hypertension, you name it. We're um, trying to do the best that we can to care for the whole person. Also, you take care of people's teeth, dental care. That's exactly right. Uh, Jim, I just got this report just a little bit ago from the Shelby County Health Department. Now there are 10 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Shelby County. Results on six new cases were reported to the health department last night. This increase is not unexpected because commercial laboratories have begun reporting those results and tests, and we all kind of figured that those numbers would kind of ramp up. Yeah, yeah and I think what people maybe don't realize is that the reason the, those those numbers are changing not because uh, – well, only because tests are going through. So the, really the stopgap, the reason why we're not – able to see why those numbers don't change is because we don't have tests. So very few people are actually getting tested. I was listening to another talk show uh, at lunchtime. They were talking about up in New York, around the city in New York State, I believe, their numbers have doubled in the last 24 hours because these reports are coming in. Yeah, that's right. Which goes to over 4,000. In comparison, we've got 10 in Shelby County. 
Yeah, and again, there there could be more cases. It's just those are the ones that have been tested and confirmed. Right. Jim, one of the reasons we wanted to get together, too, is how Christ Community Health Services is engaging COVID-19 and reaching out to pastors. You're always connecting with pastors, trying to make sure that they understand your services. You, as the uh, spiritual health advisor, let me correct that, the chief <laughs> spiritual health officer, okay? You're reaching out to pastors in many ways we mentioned you provide a spiritual dynamic to your ministry because foundationally you care about people's soul. You care about the fact that they have a understanding of who Jesus Christ is. That's right. Yeah. You know, we um, our, our whole purpose in existing is to provide high-quality health care to the underserved, but we want to do that in the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, even to today, even with all the panic and concern over coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, my staff of spiritual health advisors in the clinic today, praying with patients, sharing the gospel, um, connecting people uh, to local churches. Um, That doesn't stop. Um, That isn't stopping right now. We're we're continuing to do that. Um, But as you said, uh, we want to connect with local churches primarily because we're not the church. We're an extension of the local church. We are an expression of Christ's body, the church, but um, we believe wholeheartedly in the mission of the local church. And so connecting with local church pastors is essential to the ministry that we do. So the way I like to think of that is, you know, Jesus in Matthew 4:23 and 9:35, uh, it talks about how he was going around preaching, teaching, and healing sicknesses and diseases. And so we really want to be an extension of the local body of Christ, offering that third aspect of Jesus' ministry of healing sicknesses and diseases. This weekend, Christ Community Health Services will open the first free coronavirus testing site in the city. Yeah, so there are other coronavirus testing. I forget exactly how much it costs, but it's it's pretty cost prohibitive to our underserved um, folks um, to get that. And um, we feel like as part of our, our ministry to the city, we need to um, offer free testing, particularly for the underserved. And so we made the decision to open up a drive-through testing site that will um, be open on Saturday um, in South Memphis at our Third Street location. But as I say that, I want to make it clear to the listeners that our appointments are full. We have already had people who are in desperate need of those tests, either because they have symptoms or because they're high risk, who are already um, signed up for those slots. So we're encouraging people to um, go ahead and keep an eye on our website and go ahead and reach out to us if they do have concerns or reach out to um, other healthcare organizations and get connected so that when those other tests come in, which we expect that they will, um, they can be already um, in the hopper, I guess, to get the test that they might need. You're hoping that you can continue this service and provide more testing and maybe even more locations? Yeah, we're already we're already doing it. This is just our first um, drive-through uh, testing. We have testing at um, all of our locations, I believe. I need to verify that, but I'm I'm pretty sure we do. Okay, so when you say drive-through, that's this Saturday at the Third Street location. So those who have already signed up, I think you had a limited number around fifty, I believe. They potentially you've screened these individuals over the phone. I'm assuming they yeah. potentially have the conditions leading toward the coronavirus. Yeah, so these are only people who uh, have symptoms. Uh, I forget exactly what the what the protocol is, but it's it's really 
setting it aside for people who are either symptomatic or are high risk. Um, and so we, like you said, we screened folks pretty thoroughly to make sure they fit those categories so that when they arrive at third street on Saturday, um, they're clear to go. Obviously we're going to have people who just try to roll in and get a test, um, you know, either because they're afraid that they have coronavirus or they're experiencing, experiencing symptoms, but are otherwise healthy or whatever. And, um, unfortunately because of the limited number of tests, we'll have to, um, encourage those folks to connect with us another time. Can you speak to that fear a moment as a pastor and with your team there, Jim, working to encourage in a spiritual form? There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear right now. And I'm not saying people shouldn't be because there are some serious conditions here. We have a serious threat, not only here, but around the world. What are you saying when it comes to this great fear and anxiety people are having over this? Hey, you know, I think anxiety and fear um, really gives us an opportunity. Uh, it can be an opportunity to crumble into despair and um, be distraught and upset, or it can um, send us into further trust in Christ and um, His ability to watch over us. And so, you know, we encourage people that this doesn't take God by surprise, um, that He has not lost control. He is still very much on the throne and um, that He's able um, to heal and uh, desires to see health um, in our land, and so we should pray towards that end and trust Him toward that end. At the same time, we encourage people to take it seriously. Uh, we need to listen to what uh, the doctors are saying. We need to honor uh, what experts are saying about uh, social distancing and um, practice those good health habits that will keep us safe. I know that's particularly controversial right now in light of um, churches meeting. You know, people, I think, want to go ahead and meet as churches and as if that's sort of a, a, a faith stance. And uh, my encouragement is to find other ways to connect with other believers at this time, just out of a way of loving your neighbor, um, that if we're going to love our neighbor, we really need to um, practice good social distancing. Because like me, I'm relatively healthy. If I got coronavirus, I would probably be fine uh, once I got through it and did my 14-day quarantine. But that may not be the case with my neighbor across the street who um, is in her 80s and is um, not in the best of health. I could potentially give it to her. And so I need to practice good health, not just for me and not just for my family, but also for those that I would come in contact with. And then the other thing I'd really want to remind people, I think this is so important, is that Jesus said, who by being anxious, can add a single hour to their lives. Um, we we need to re- <laughs> make a choice to remain calm, to to trust Christ, because being anxious and worried about this isn't isn't going to extend life for us anymore. And uh, you know, I, I think as Americans, and particularly in healthcare, we're taught to fear death and to extend death as much as possible. But um, I'm reminded what. Paul tells us that to die is gain. Um, the hope that we have in Christ is not um, about healing on this side, um, but about entering into the ultimate healing, that ultimate shalom that Christ promises us. And so even if we're in a worst-case scenario, um, we as believers in Jesus don't need to fear death. Um, death doesn't have a sting any longer because Christ has overcome death um, through the resurrection. So even if we're thinking, man, this really could take me out, 
um, then we have a greater hope than this than this life. Paul even struggled with, do I stay or do I go? For the sake of the ministry, he wanted to stay so he could see more growth, but for the sake of being in the presence of Jesus, wow, that's the ultimate for us as followers of Christ. Uh, I understand that uh, Christ Community Health Services is working with other entities in the city to address COVID-19. Can you tell us uh, some of who these people are and organizations you're working with? Yeah, absolutely. I I haven't um, personally been part of those conversations, but um, certainly members of our executive team, which I'm part of, have been, and it's the health department, it's the city, it's um, other uh, healthcare organizations in the city. Um, you know, this is when, when a state of emergency is declared, it's no longer um, about what we're, what I'm doing or what we as an organization are doing. It's what do we all need to do together for the good of the city? So, an announcement just came out that the city is planning on opening uh, a drive-through site. I don't, I don't think they have a specific launch date uh, out yet, and I don't think they even have tests yet. But um, when they do, that is not competition. <laughs> that is good for our city. We, yes, we need, um, we need it all. Well, Jim, you mentioned of Christ Community Health Services and all of the ongoing services that you provide. With the onslaught of COVID-19, I mean, you're just having to expand your services and what you do in in ministering to your clients because people come in with other medical concerns. Will this change the way you operate trying to care for your clients on a regular basis, those who have to come in for their checkups and those other reports that they need? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's impacted us a bit negatively. Um, So, uh, the ADA American Dental Association just put out um, a recommendation that uh, dental sites no longer see patients except for emergency procedures. So that means we're having to turn away patients for uh, any any non-essential, non-emergency um, procedures, and that that impacts us, right? That impacts our dentists who are employed by us, and um. But uh, on the on the positive side, you know, and we're going to be fine. I'm not going to try to. I'm not saying doom and gloom, but it's definitely have an impact. You know, patients are are either not coming to their appointments or they're not making the typical appointments that we would hope for. You know, like kids who probably need to get their well child visit are not going to be coming, uh, are 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 not as consistently coming, and some of those we even discourage depending on the situation. Um, but I think. For us, it's been real positive because it's gotten us thinking uh, of some creative ways how we can serve and um, help people um, in the midst of that. So um, we are screening patients pretty diligently to make sure that we are creating a, a safe place for people to come and be in our waiting room. We're creating opportunities for people to wait in their cars. Jim, is this something to do with being able to see patients electronically? Are you able to do that? Well, that, that, that was my next point. So not only are people able to check in and uh, we're, we're getting to the point where people can check in and wait in their car instead of having to wait in the waiting room, but we're also um, going to be launching telehealth, which is a way for people to um, be seen mobily. Um, the, the, um, I forget exactly who the granting entity is, but basically the restrictions around HIPAA and what um, – what platforms can be used and lifted. So we're going to actually be able to see patients via FaceTime or Skype or whatever um, to be able to provide care 
mobily for them. It's not ideal, um, but obviously in a state of emergency, we, we just are more concerned about getting people the care that they need when they need it. And so uh, this is a, a great opportunity to do that. So uh, the goal, the hope is that we'll be able to here this week, I think, um, be able to see patients from a medical perspective, behavioral health perspective, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that way, right. we're even talking about creative ways of getting people their medications as well. Yeah, because uh, you're ongoing taking care of needs, not just trying to address the COVID-19, That's but, right. you know, people come in with other conditions. You said you're trying to uh, navigate through some of that and how you can adjust how these patients are seen, though. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to create a protected space so that when people do come to our clinic, they know that they're going to be safe. And that's through screening our patients who are coming in, patients who do present with, you know, COVID-19 um, type of symptoms. We make sure to isolate them and, and give them, you know, the, the mask and a gown and uh, put, put a, have that person in a situation where they're secluded from the rest of the patients. Um, obviously, we're uh, screening all of our employees who come into the building as well to make sure that we're not having people show up to work uh, with symptoms. Um, so really doing uh, everything we can to create a safe place uh, at each of our clinics around town. Jim, it's obvious that our listeners need to be praying for the staff, the medical doctors, and all the team there at Christ Community Health Services. And not only your organizations, you said we're in this together through all of the hospitals in the city, everybody is going to be affected in a medical stance. And these medical personnel are already stepping up, preparing, getting ready for the onslaught of seeing even more of these cases as they double and continue to increase. That puts a toil on your team. And one of the things I saw you're asking for churches, if they're able to provide child care to staff, when you talk about social distancing, you're wondering, well, how can we provide child care? Yeah, that's that's something that uh, I recognize as a bit of a of a tension point, um, and we do not have it figured out what that's going to look like. Um, the YMCA is doing a great job of um, offering some child care to first responders and healthcare workers, but even that, um, what we're understanding, and I, I need to verify this, but is that costs forty dollars a day, plus uh, the child has to be. Um, potty trained. Well, as you can imagine, we have quite a few folks who um, are in a situation where either they can't afford the $40 a day or they um, don't, they have children who are not potty trained. And so I've already talked with about four churches about trying to help us figure this out, whether it be, you know, limiting the number of children to eight with two child care workers or um, <laughs> whatever it might be. But <laughs> You know, if we want people to still be on the front line serving folks, then um, these are just some of the the muddy waters we need to wade into. Pastors listening right now, if they sense they might be able to provide a service like that or want to talk to you more about the possibilities of providing a service like that, should they just reach out to you? Yeah, they can actually just reach directly out to me. Uh, probably the easiest is to say uh, email spiritualhealth@christchs.org. Um, they can also contact me via the website, um, but yeah, I would love to would love to talk more. And and I'll say very clearly, we don't have it figured out what that's going to look like. Um, I think I'm just 
I'm at the point now of trying to figure out who who is interested in helping, and then say, okay, help, let, let's figure this out together yes. in a way that's going to protect our children, protect your volunteers, um, but yet meet this very specific need that our our folks have. Innovation and creativity are kind of key here in this fluid situation. I was reading an article from Courthouse News uh, dated today that Thai hospitals are developing ninja robots to measure fevers and protect the health of overburdened medical workers on the front lines. I thought, wow, ninja robots, Jim. <laughs> I think they just put that ninja to make it sound cooler. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, it says they're built to monitor recovering stroke patients. These machines have been repurposed to help fight the disease, which has killed nearly 9,000 people so far around the world. Yeah, and I know that we need to pray for our doctors and whoever is working to create a vaccine and other preventive medicines for COVID-19. I know they're actively working. Pray for their success. Again, we're in this for the long haul. And uh, I want to also, Jim, make a comment to uh, many of our friends have been hearing about Italy and Spain. Germany is seeing an influx of the COVID-19. But I have a uh, missionary friend that is called the Billy Graham of Italy. His name is Guy. Italy for Christ just got this email from their ministry. He says, we're pressing on here in Italy. A few hours, the Samaritan Purse Mobile Hospital will be set up in Milan with 60 beds and 10 of them for the intensive care. The hospitals are jammed and people are dying because there are not enough IC beds. Uh, the healthcare system in and around Milan has been overwhelmed. There simply aren't enough beds available to handle the number of sick patients some of whom are being treated in empty warehouses. More than 1,400 people have died in this area alone, well more than half of all the viruses-related deaths in Italy. So Guy is asking for prayer. He says, please pray and see if and how anyone can help us face this tragic situation. If needed, we can have a conference call. And if you want information about trying to maybe connect with this, I mean, this is, what do you say to this, Jim? You know, I, I have to live in that tension of we are in a very desperately broken and fallen world. Um, because sin is in the world, we experience cancer um, and coronavirus and death and all these things. Um, and that should further drive us to the feet of Jesus to praise him that, um, one, uh, he is our hope in life and death, uh, and two, that uh, this world is not all there is. Um, that the Lord will return and restore all things back to what he intended, and we will live eternally with him. But, man, those things are so heartbreaking um, when you hear them. And to think that um, the United States could easily be there if we don't take this seriously and um, hunker down and practice good hygiene and really um, focus on caring for people and testing and all those things that we've been talking about. Also want to give our listeners the state coronavirus hotline operates from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Central Time, the number 877-857-2945. That is the uh, state's coronavirus hotline for information. Uh, by Wednesday, the number of people who have been tested positive in Tennessee has gone up to 98 across 13 counties. Uh, and so, like you said, this is uh, going to get worse. We need to pray and also support those on the front line like your team, Jim. Yeah, yeah. And 
And, uh, you know, I, I think it's not just our team. It's, it's going to be the whole city. You know, you think about so many folks in our community that um, can't work from home. You know, I have a police officer friend that lives up the street, and it's really not an option for him to work from home. And I think there are a lot of folks uh, like that that will need to remain engaged and are on the front lines as well. Jim, you mentioned, of course, you take care of those most vulnerable of our city when it comes to health care. You do that a lot on trusting people to help underwrite the cost of what it takes to do that. So those listening could contribute financially to help support your cause. Yeah, and if if you would consider making a gift, it would mean so much to us. It allows us to um, do like what we're doing this Saturday, which is provide a free drive-through coronavirus testing um, place, you know, and, and to continue um, all the amazing work that our, our staff does every single day to offer health care uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, we are seeing people come to Christ through health care, um, and not only that, but meeting that real tangible um, expression of Jesus' ministry, which is healing sicknesses and diseases. So if people would consider giving um, to visit our website at christcommunityhealth.org. Also, you can text HEAL901 to 41444. That's HEAL, H-E-A-L, 901 to 41444. Yeah, thank you for, for remembering that number. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was on your email. I saw that. So Yeah, yeah. So write that down, friend. Text HEAL901 to 41444. And if you forget any of this information, please call us here at the station. Jim, thank you so much for taking time and uh, kind of giving us an update on what uh, Christ Community Health Services is doing in light of COVID-19. We want to stay in contact with you. Any other news that you need to report, please uh, let us know about it so we can get it out to our listeners as we pray for you and other in the healthcare community. Our first responders, keep those in our prayers and those around the world. Let's pray and just ask God, please. Heal our nations. Remove this virus. Let us learn in humility what God is trying to teach us, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Well, Byron, you're a good friend, and uh, and I appreciate your ministry to our city through radio. God bless you, my brother. Thank you again for what you do for Christ's kingdom. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. I hope you'll stay tuned for more great teaching from God's Word coming up next right here on Bot Radio Network. 